What's up, everybody? It's your boys. It's Stick and Rink. We are here with the first ever live stream coming at you from all of our houses because COVID is robbing us of society, but that's okay. We'll get to it later. Uh, before we start this, guys, we do have to mention that this episode, this first ever live stream, this holy matrimony of a ceremony that we have is brought to you by DraftKings. So our friends down at DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy for sports, is once again taking you under their wing, giving you a promo code. Go check it out. Promo code THPN at sign up. Gets you a free $5 deposit with your minimum $5 depo deposit entry. So free money, basically, once I figure it out. And I was thinking, you know, because casinos are closed, there's not really many places to have funds. So explore the internet. Get used to it. Find yourself some DraftKings accounts and go check out some contests on us, all right? Other than that, though, episode 26, we are ready to get it going. Boys, for the zero viewers, let's fucking go. Oh, not bad. That was dope. Not bad Whoa. at all. First, thank you. Thank you, Jake, for Tannen for that. Two goals on Thursday, I think it was. I don't even remember anymore. I'm wearing beer at this point. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so, boys, first ever live stream. How are we feeling? <laughs> did the beer lose the nerves a bit? I know it did for me. No, uh, not at all. No? Still <laughs> feeling it. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe Josh honestly couldn't there care. For a brief moment, but... yeah, Josh honestly <laughs> couldn't care if there was 30,000 people watching him. Dude, yeah, Josh, Josh didn't want to bring his A game to the shotgun, Josh. What the hell? You finished last. Come on. <laughs> Boys, you want to know what's actually really bad about all that? Is what? What? I didn't even crack the seal on the top of my fucking white claw. <laughs> and I realized I couldn't go back. I just fucking just slapped it down. Dude, got, you were sucking on that thing. Dude, dude, I got so excited that I just, I flipped it up and I think the, the tab just twisted. And I heard something <laughs> crack at the top. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is coming out a little bit easier. But dude, I am dying right now. Like I just, I just French kissed the side of a white claw can. Good kid, good for you. Oh, Dude, we are, we already got feedback coming in from L Rammer out on the Twitch stream, blasting Josh. Tough, <laughs> tough gun for Josh. Some gives there's some sort of feeling to me that thinks that L Rammer guy is not too bad at throwing back a cords light himself. So shout out to that guy. Dude, I'm um, pretty sure that guy can't skate. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Right. Pretty He's sure. Not I would say, honestly, one of the worst mistakes that you can make before your first shotgun in, say, like, I don't know, many, many months is actually it was it was this time last year when COVID started is yeah. to eat is just to like power eat some chili. That's like oh. the worst move you could do. <laughs> and that's what I did because I was like, Megan made dinner, got it ready, like just for podcasting. And I was shoveling it in my mouth. And then I realized, like, oh, boy, I'm about to, like, inhale a red truck lager. And this is all coming right back up. Oh, dude. But so far, we're feeling good. Uh, Could you imagine the aftermath, though, if, like, that red truck just bounced back on you and you just had the combination of beer and chili just fucking flying everywhere? Like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you or ate something it, like, solid, then it's the not camera. that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you ate something solid, it's not that bad because it's kind of, it kind of, like, keep its structure. But fucking chili, dude, good luck. Oh, I, I feel know. like that would, I feel like that would smell so bad. <laughs> like, dude, even, even just, like, even just the visual. Yeah. Even just that visual, man. That's enough to get you. Dude, dude, that, no. <laughs> No offense to Megan's cooking, but that literally looks like that was already thrown up, and you're just re <laughs> throw up. <laughs> oh, oh man! Tough. 
So, so the boys are back, honestly. Um, this is usually the part of the episode. And we should actually address this because a lot of people are probably listening on our actual episode. So we're doing a live stream right now. This is Sunday at 10 p.m. Um, you have tuned into this episode. We got a great interview coming up later with the captain of the Vancouver Giants. And oh, still burping. Uh, yeah, that was a good, that was a great interview. We had, we had loads of fun with Alex, so uh, definitely stay tuned for that one later on. If you're watching the live stream, check out the episode anywhere you get your podcasts. But other than that, boys, we've got a we got a great new segment coming up in this episode. But we got to get to something that I want to talk about. It's not Canucks yet. It's working out. It's working out, boys. We almost got a permanent segment called the workout. <laughs> That's Josh, did, sick. Did people are going to be so confused get... by that segment because none of us are in shape. Wait, wait hang on. <laughs> I don't... Boys, I have an idea. I have an idea. Why don't we create a segment? We call it the workout, where yeah. every week one of us has to post a video of us doing a specific exercise <laughs> at home. I'm down. Well, we we could definitely work with that. Uh, then we like maybe we take a we take a like a photo shoot photo together like at a, at a scenic place with all of us like our shirts off and like how yeah. gross we look and we put like graphic then, on it says the workout no and then the cat and then the hashtag is just like progress and like you, you, you do it again like six months later and like nothing changes if not it's gotten yeah. worse yeah <laughs> it's like it'd be like a video it'd be like do this for 10 reps four sets and you're like on the fourth rep and you're like all right that's enough now <laughs> <laughs> like you just like Move you on. just start do, you just start doing the cat right you're just <laughs> people are gonna be, be so gross. confused they're gonna think that we just like reversed our before and after photos yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh the, my the, god the one thing i will say actually and i saw this um yesterday in our in a snapchat group there's a video of one of our buddies five-starring rap i hated this in his back while he's sleeping and, and rap is not a morning person as a lot oh, of people no. know Far from like it. you don't you have to give this guy at least like 90 minutes to actually like wake up before you can actually have a conversation with him so <laughs> You're anyway not wrong. there's a video of one of our buddies five star in rap and rap i will say and this is a good compliment for you buddy yeah your back muscles dude jesus christ how many rows are you doing a day i think it's just because i like i have really bad posture and i walk with my back hunched over a little bit yeah. <laughs> it's just like muscles developed around it we're like all right cool <laughs> so you said after a, a fucking like bodybuilding competition you flex your back you're like yeah that's right that's fucking yeah. some and then i stopped flexing just like bent over again yeah. immediately and, and then they they the hunchback video. syndrome you like that Ugh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude i, I will I, saw I will that, say though, I'm like holy fuck, like Raph's back, boy, like whoo. Yeah, fuck, dude. I I will fucking say though that messing with me sleeping probably went on for like two straight summers. Every single time where we just like hang out and I would be the last one to wake up or something like that, somebody would be fucking with me sleeping. And it wasn't like anything insane or substantial, which I think was the shitty part. Was that it was just like such minor things, like Bailey like grazing my hand and me like waking up, or like Elijah <laughs> fucking plucking my leg hair, some shit like that would just <laughs> set me off in different ways, and I hated it. Our boy Shane checking in as always, number one fan Shane. If anyone's listening and your name's not Shane, good fucking luck to throwing in that guy. Just yeah. <laughs> rap. I don't know if you remember this one, but it was after Super Bowl Sunday, I think, at Bailey's mom's. There was a video yeah. that came out with that one too, and I you said like the simplest things, like I plucked one of your leg hairs. Yeah, I, you literally swung at me when you woke up. <laughs> Dude, I was not happy at all. I was hungover. I was tired. It was. It wasn't even that fucking early either. I think it was like ten or eleven p.m. or a.m. Sorry. 
And it was just, it was all I kinds think, of bad, I dude. I think the, the funny thing with you, Raph, is you're either not banged up enough in the morning <laughs> to, like, you're so grumpy and you're so, like, just irritated. Like, the drop of a pin in the morning will, like, set you <laughs> off. It's like World War Three, yeah, or okay. Or you wake up at like somewhat early time and you're still buzzed from the night before and you're like, yo, let's keep going. And you're yeah. in like a cheerful mood. Like it's either one or the other. It's never like right in between. Well, dude, that was fucking stampede with us that one year, right? Yeah, like I'm we saying. wake up like at seven in the morning. I walked up the stairs. I like straight up Ida, a fucking leader of Smirnoff Ice in front of me. I'm like, all right, cool, I guess. <laughs> and we just started drinking there. But then the last day of that, it's like we had to make a pit stop at every single fucking gas station because I was feeling so sick and so destroyed. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, exactly. Could yeah, go one you two you were definitely like a soldier of the big ups and the big downs for sure. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there was no winning. Oh, I I John, love playing over Raph. I hate it. Boys, I I want to know. Did you guys do your workout today though? Yes. No, it's no. interesting. Actually, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. Oh, dude, the segment, the workout, falling apart. Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Dude, uh, well, I did you a, a forearm workout instead. I did a workout yesterday. Like <laughs> right now, right now, my goal, I set it really low, is two times a week. Okay. Two times so- a week. Shooting for you better be lifting a fucking horse above your head at that rate, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first of all, Elijah, I'm not you, so I don't need to lose that much weight. Let's (laughs) (laughs) good point. Good point, right? Right now, I'm just trying to not look like a pussy on the golf course when everyone's like, Yeah, I've got my 58 degree, I'm like, Yeah, I've got my six iron. Like, I'm just trying to get. Get out of that hole, you know. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to be right now. Hey, quick little little uh, segue into golf here. Um, I was watching the what is it, the Arnold Palmer Invitational today for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Have Hill. you guys have you guys realized that golfers are slowly starting to get like bigger and more bulky? Oh, oh yeah, Bro, yeah. It's like a hot, they're, it's they're a hot topic in the changing. golf world. That's yeah, that's like it's actually like, nuts. The guy that's winning right now, or I think he won the tournament, Bryson DeChambeau. He's yeah. that's like he's he's looked at as like revolutionizing the game of golf because. There have been guys who worked out in the past and guys who, you know, like go the more strong route. But this guy, he's actually a fucking mutant. Like he, he's, but he put on, I think he put on like, what was it, Josh? Like 30 or 50 pounds (laughs) in one off season. And he came back and he, he, you can see it when he golfs, dude. He literally, his motto is he just swings as hard as he fucking can. Yeah. But (laughs) that being said, though, even if you looked at what's his name, the runner up, the guy from the UK, like he also had a bigger. He also had a bigger build compared to what I imagine golfers would be like. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking it's insane. Yeah, well, I can't remember his name. What's something I want to say? Uh, I forget. Woodsworth? No, he was even second today. I don't even know. I didn't. Westwood? Watch it. Was it Westwood? Westwood. Westwood yeah, that's Lee, what it was. I yeah. think it's Lee Westwood. Yeah. 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 But solid too. But I posted something in the um in our Instagram chat yesterday, Raph, and you liked it. Was yeah, the 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 hit over the water for the so, shoehorn. So, yeah. so it's a whole six par five. Basically, the it looks like a reverse C, basically, yeah. and there's water, yeah. and it showed where all the shots were, and like ninety nine percent of the shots were there, and yeah. then fucking Bryson DeChambeau comes up and just slices that par five in half. And literally has like a like a sixty degree shot to the green, opposed to like yeah, like, an yeah. Eight he was, iron. like he that's was playing like thirty forty yards out. Everyone else was playing like two fifty something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, huge like, amounts. That's, 
that course yeah. is beautifully designed and like the fact that like he and Bryson celebrated too after a drive, which is very unheard of. Yeah, that say. was like, huge. He, he literally like fist pumped, like it making it over hyped. the water. I'm like, holy shit, dude! Like you just yeah. hit a drive. Like yeah. it's not like it's huge, like it's monstrous. But Jesus, like he celebrated like he had won. So but, yeah, it was a it was a huge drive though. That's that is right. Yeah. Um, I'll just say this: I did a core workout today. Fucking get the abs <laughs> back. Literally though, like my inhibitions take over immediately after like i finished doing like the last rep and then i instantly stand like megan you want to go for lunch <laughs> immediately like i go from the, from one extreme to another so in, in like two hours after a workout i crushed a little chick what was it a halibut sandwich and then i crushed a donut too so like Good for you. i think that's part of part of the workout right there hey so but you deserve that but you know what though yeah. e like the one thing i will say and this was said by a uh a previous guest we had had on on, on our old podcast Danny Fernandez. And oh, way back. Yeah. Okay. Way, like way back. Like the Christmas yeah. special from like two years ago. Um, yeah. And she was talking about like her, her wellness page and her health. And the one thing that like has actually always stuck with me was she's like moderation in moderation. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you don't need to cut out everything. The don you don't need to cut out the donuts, the beer, the chips, like cold turkey. You don't need to do that. But like, obviously slowly start to improve so like the halibut sandwich and the core workout but like a donut <laughs> big fucking deal dude you're getting some brain food you're <laughs> flexing those abs and yeah you're you're having a couple holes after but big fucking yeah. deal <laughs> you're getting you're getting some help on the saying here it's everything in moderation especially moderation i yeah. think i don't know what you said what did you say you said like, moderation and moderation moderation and moderation <laughs> here you go <laughs> josh breaks down everything it's like instead of an eye for an eye he's like an eye plus an eye. That's all. <laughs> an eye is an eye. It's like, it's like it's like all the Rickyisms from Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. Just standard rocket appliances, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I never knew this about Josh in the beginning, but fucking Josh can have his like Josh isms. We could totally make those a thing. Yeah, we can make yeah, that a thing. A, there's a segment you can stick up your hoop there, Bailey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, why don't we move? Why don't we move into some Canucks talk here? Because uh, for everyone listening, that's a Canucks fan. The Canucks are back. We are full. Head of steam towards the playoffs. One way ticket. There's no. There's no stopping along the way. Not making it to where you're going. Uh, two wins against the Leafs on the weekend. This was huge, boys. This was huge for the positives. Someone stoked for hockey talk. Let's fucking go. Shout out there. Um, <laughs> so this was absolute. This was a huge victory for all the positives out there. For all the the not lame hockey fans who are just pessimists about the Canucks. And I think we're those people, guys. We were the ones saying playoffs, maybe. 11% chance. I like that. So, I mean, two games. That was an impressive two games is what I'll say, too. A comeback win and all that stuff. Uh, any any thoughts here, boys? Here's, here's my thing. Are we going to be the team that, like, beats the best team in the league, even though we're dog shit? Like, we'll lose to everyone else, but we'll be, like, the upset? Like, is that yeah. the level that we're at right now? It's, it's possible. It's kind of <laughs> like, um, like Calgary tonight losing to Ottawa, right? Yeah, four, <laughs> it, like 4-3 in the shootout. Like, what the what yeah. the shit is that? Like, what are we doing here? Like, is that the Daryl Sutter effect? He takes them from, like, being a losing team to, like, all right, we got a point off the Senators. There we go. Now, was he, the, was he behind the bench today? I don't know. I, I actually haven't followed that situation closely. I, I feel like he's been in Canada the whole time, no? Well, yeah, that was my one concern is does he have to quarantine? I mean, for some reason, I feel like 
Daryl Sutter after he got gunned from LA that he would just stick in California. But dude, Daryl Sutter <laughs> in California just makes me smile. Like when you look at, like like when you look at this guy's like mannerisms and stuff and like just like how he is with people. Like, could you imagine Daryl Sutter walking downtown LA? Like just just yeah. imagine. <laughs> imagine like um, an influencer coming up to him like, hey bro, take a picture with me. He's like, and he would just stare the right through their soul. He'd dude. be like, What? Like, yeah. no. <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> yeah so, I, have, I have 16 brothers i'll fucking punch you yeah exactly um but yeah so i mean with vancouver right now am, am i optimistic like we're beating a team that is gonna pull away from us anyway so like yeah we're getting points and that's awesome but we're not beating like crucial like crucial teams right now <laughs> key methods what the fuck is bailey saying right now i just got a notification on my phone oh uh, we got it. We got to say it for the podcast listeners when they bring it up. So embrace <laughs> debate. Will the Canucks have more points at the end of the year than H and M shirts Josh Gertson owns? Now that's uh, no. That might not even be mathematically possible at this point. Like we might have had to win every single game. But do you, you want to know how many H and M shirts I have? Absolutely seven. One for every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Are and you I've just got- what? I've got a duplicate of this one. I got two purple H&M shirts. You know what I noticed? You're never a graphic tee guy. You're just always plain tee. I hate graphic tees, dude. Dude, They're we so should just weird. get them. Raph, can we get him like a three-pack of graphic tees for his birthday? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> just like well, some good, like just basic Only their ones. H&M brand. <laughs> yeah, totally. So the, na- to the NASA one? That. Fuck that NASA Dude, the NASA shirt. ones are sick, dude. I'll okay. fucking give them yeah, that. <laughs> I, dig, I dig on the NASA shirts. Never mind. Yeah, all yeah. about it. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Lots of oh, the Canucks. Yeah. The Canucks for sure. So I, I was expecting Josh best case, to come a best bit more case scenario. How best case scenario, how well do you think the Canucks play throughout the rest of the season? Like where do we think they end oh, off? Like I honestly I like I fuck around best on Twitter scenario. sometimes. Oh, best case scenario, they make the playoffs. Like they literally take the fourth seed easily and they compete for the third seed. I think okay. one and two is done, but it I don't think at, like Montreal is as undefeatable as people thought they were. That's very clear with what yeah. they've been doing lately. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not, it's, it's, it's one thing that Montreal is not as undefeatable as you thought, but at the same time, it's, it's what they can do the Canucks now. Like if, if they can't beat the Canucks the way they, they that they were, then we're competing for points that people didn't think we were going to get for the rest of the season. So best case scenario and the way they're going to do it, honestly, I, I think people are throwing around numbers. Like they have to go like tw- 21 and 11 before the last two games to make the playoffs. Fuck. All that, that includes like a four game win streak, a five game win streak. And we're fucking, you're there, dude. It's done. I can see it happening, Raph. Best case scenario, I can see it happen. All right. All right. I mean, worst the, case the, scenario. The worst, worst case, case scenario, scenario is I admit is, that I didn't finish this and I'm just going <laughs> to. The, I think the worst case scenario though, is we're obviously dead last in the league, like going for yet another draft pick. Um, yeah. And, Ottawa and surpasses us. And I haven't heard a lot of players actually in this year's draft. I actually don't know like who's supposed to go number one or two, which is kind of concerning because normally you start to hear of it. But I guess it makes sense, though, because like the junior leagues aren't playing or they are now, but like they just started. So like it's hard to create a mock draft without like any like talent from being played this year. So I don't know. Like does Vancouver make it? They just need to play more consistently. Like, they're obviously going to lose games. That, that That's 100% sure. Do they need to go on a giant run? No. But they need to stop blowing leads. They need to stop these bullshit 
like ticky tacky passes in, in their own end that lead to turnovers. Like, and I said this last week, like it drives me fucking insane watching the Canucks do that uh, because it just costs, it, it costs them so much. Um, and, you know, at the beginning of the year, like they were getting blown out, like they were getting worked to the point where it's like, okay, it's not like anything we can do really helps. Like we score a goal, big deal. Yeah. But it, was, now it was everything. But now we're starting to lose, you know, these one goal games based off of just shitty bounces, shitty turnovers that are just, again, like starting to really come back and bite us in the ass. So, uh, yeah, but, but even flip side though, like in this last, in the last game on Saturday, I mean, you're down two. I think it was two, one to the Leafs in the third period, like not a spot you want to be in, especially given what's happened so far this season. And they show some character, man. Like they show Mm -hmm. some character, some guts. And, and they pulled a big win. Like, a bunch of players stepped up in that third period. And what I would say, uh, the, the interesting point that not a lot of people talk about is a lot of it's not going to come down to the Canucks, honestly, at this point. Like, a lot of it is going to come down to how well can the Senators play against the against uh, the Edmonton and against Calgary and against Winnipeg. Like, those, yeah. those teams that were – and Montreal. Like, those teams that were playing. How, how, many, how many wins can – Ottawa steal from those teams. Mm-hmm. How many wins can can Calgary steal from those teams? Because if we mm-hmm. want to move into the playoffs, it's it's a likely scenario that Calgary is going to have to finish sixth and do some damage in the sixth spot. Yeah. So I think that's a very underrated point that people don't talk about is, is what happens with the other teams as well. And, and I mean, I think it, you know, when you, I, I think that's a really good point as well, because I would compare, you know, where we're at in the season right now to kind of the last couple of weeks of an NFL season where all you do is like division play pretty much. Um, and you know, it's like, okay, like, you know, Buffalo was competing against, uh, Miami for the AFC East spot, you know, with two games to go, like that game matters for interdivisional play. And you're really starting to see that type of thing come out. And the other night, even with Calgary and Edmonton, like I said this maybe four or five episodes ago, the rivalries that everyone's like, oh my God, like the Battle of Alberta is going to be a bloodbath. I'm like, yeah, but not right off the start because the game's like, even though it's a 56 game year, it doesn't mean that much. Like it means something, but like you lose there a couple has to of be Edmonton. A catalyst. Yeah, there has to be a catalyst. And, um, you know, obviously like Edmonton getting fucking smoked by Toronto in three games, yeah. that was a bloodbath. And then they play Calgary. Like that's a crucial series for them. Um, yeah. you know, and how you bounce back. And that's like, I think you're right. Like in the latter half of the season, that's when we're really going to start to see the rivalries like Toronto and Montreal, like Jesus, like you get into like the last eight games that they're playing, like, holy shit. Or like a battle of Alberta, or, like even like we're seeing like Cal or uh, Vancouver and Winnipeg, bad blood, right. You know, kind of, yeah. so it'll and be interesting. Come down to the wire yeah, too, you never know. I'm excited. I'm really excited yeah. for this year. Me too. I think we're when we're coming up to a part of the schedule now. Like I said, two games against Montreal and four games in the next seven against them. So it's a very crucial part to see how this division will play out. And I think yeah. if we can if we can get three or four off them, then you know what? Like every single negative fan out there is going to have to shut their ass for a little bit. Totally. Um, why don't we move on to the rest of our NHL talk? Um, so we're going to start out with the Tom Wilson hit. We're going to go a little a little panel here, a little good, dirty, bad. What do you like about it? Um, so Tom Wilson gets suspended six games for that hit on Brandon Carlo. Was it six uh, or seven? Might have been seven, actually. I thought s- you're right. Let's go with seven. Seven's the magic number, facts only. Um, 
So he gets suspended seven games. What do you, what, first of all, what do you think of the hit? And then what do you think of the sussy length? Um, well, I think the hit was pretty, it was pretty dirty. Like, dude, like Tom Wilson, like he missed that body check, but because he fucking chicken winged him, like he clipped him in the head. Like that was kind of bad. Yeah. Now, the other thing that I will say, and I'm kind of pissed off about it now, again, like I think maybe it wasn't intentional, uh, but Jacob Vrana of the Capitals, as Brandon Carlo went down on the ice, Vrana fucking in the back of the head with a stick. Now, granted, <laughs> I don't think he knew, like, you're, it, it was such a bang, bang kind of like yeah. Wilson hits him, Vrana cross checks him that maybe like the play was still alive. So that's kind of my rationale for Vrana doing what he did. Um, but for Wilson, like, dude, like this guy's a repeat offender. Like this guy fucking knows better. Like he knows better. Um, yeah. But, you know, as some people will tell you with certain players in the NHL, their wires cross and, you know, they just see, they see red like a bull and they just, they go after it. Um, they see an opportunity, they take a chance and they do it. And I just, I, I didn't really like the hit and I don't like Tom Wilson. I, I really don't. Um, uh, you I think- suck. Okay. I just, I think he's just a, like, I think he's a dirty player. I really think he is. Um, you know, he's good. Yeah. And if he can har- harness some of that stuff, I think he can be very effective, which he already is, but more effective if he stops getting fucking suspended and putting the capitals at risk, you know? There you go. You fucking hit him where it hurts, Josh, right in the team atmosphere. He's not being a team player. What he's a not being a asshole. team guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> A heart just showed up on our thing. Someone gave us a like. I don't know what that means, but thanks out there. Do you think that maybe that was a donation, Raf? Is that a Twitch donation? No, hundred bucks. We we don't have enough. We haven't we haven't been doing this long enough to have Twitch donations or subs or anything. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have to get there. Can we? Let's just tell Raf. Raf, can you figure out the Twitch donations for us? And then yeah, yeah, for sure, like, definitely. I'll get right on that. Producer talk. Yeah, producer talk for just figure it out, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I would say. <clears throat> I, I don't really know how I feel about the uh, like what what's the word for when you committed like you commit multiple offenses. Um, <laughs> see, we got people wanting to donate. We just need to find <laughs> we need to find the method. Yeah, we just started dude. GoFundMe. Dude, that is the zaddy of stick and rank right there. What's up, Tish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the absolute daddy of three grown men. Cool. Yeah, there She's you go. Fifty-eight. <laughs> um, She's our what is it? Our sugar baby? Is that yes. is that the proper term? There you go, yeah, you know, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um. So no, what I was saying, repeat offenders. I don't really like. I don't like that idea anymore, to be honest, because I think. When that whole term was brought into place, that was when we had like the fucking Matt Cooks running around, dude. Like that was, we, we literally had criminals running around in the ice doing yeah. some shit that was yeah. shady. And you kind of needed a reason to be able to compound some suspensions. I think at this point, like, yes, Tom Wilson toes the line. So does Brad Marchand. So does a ton of players in the NHL. But there is no more goon. Like, uh, goon's a bad word because I, I, I would only really call Matt Cook a goon, but there's none of those guys out there. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, don't really like the idea of the repeat offender. And, and and you know what? Actually, I think the one thing is everyone like as soon as a dirty hit like this is thrown, everyone's like suspend him, suspend him. And and this is again like this is old time hockey thinking, but this is the part of the game that I don't like. Where 
You know, I don't want this guy to get suspended. I want someone on the other team to hold him fucking accountable. Like, this is the Boston fucking Bruins you're doing this to. Like, what do you fucking yeah. mean there's no one there yeah. to scream out? Like, that's fucking stupid in my opinion. I just it, – it drives me insane because seven games, like, yeah, okay, big deal. Like, you know, obviously, like, in a 56-game season, seven games is a lot more than, you know, the weight of it in an 82-game season. But I just – I hate – Don't quote me, but that's 20%. How – no, that's not 20. I don't that's... Know. No, not at all. Fuck. That'd be 20% of 35 minutes. It's an eighth, I think, maybe. Yeah, there you 20. go. An eighth. Huge math guy. Good math. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I just, I don't like the the lack of accountability. Like yeah. there's no one there and, and and there's no no one on this team to stick up for him. Like no one even fucking went after him. Like they kind of did, but not really. Yeah, and, I, and that I know drives what you mean. me crazy. And that really like, for a team like Boston to have like no one there, like that really sucks. As much as I get yeah. Bruins, but I don't like that. Do you think that could just be like the evolution of the game though, where it's like these 100%. physical characters are just so much more few and far to come by now? Like Easily. there's nobody yeah. who's able to re- nobody who's willing to retaliate, I guess. Yeah, like I think like that's the 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 biggest thing is like there's no one there's no one that that's that big or that tough to yeah. hold him accountable. Like I, I would say the only player that really comes, comes to mind that's as effective as Tom Wilson would be Ryan Reeves on the Golden Knights. And, and Tom Wilson wouldn't do that because he knows Ryan Reeves is there. And, and I guess it's just a part of the game where Boston, the big bad Bruins don't have big bad anyone right now. And it's kind of yeah, upset. I, I think they definitely have a couple players in their team. I don't, I don't know what the injury situations are with them right now. If they're, yeah. if they're out of the lineup or not, or it might've been, was it Brandon Carlo that hit was on? Because I think he's actually kind of a tough guy. He, he I, I might be wrong on that. Yeah. So yeah. I I don't know. I, I it wasn't the worst response I've seen because I have watched the Canucks back in the Sedin era and like sometimes nothing would happen. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah. But anyways, we can move on. Uh, we want we definitely wanted to address the return of the king. Pretty much Aragorn coming back, Gandalf coming down the hill. You've got Daryl Sutter <laughs> returning behind the bench, the meanest mug in all of hockey. Josh, you may as well cream your jeans right when you saw that news, right? Dude, I <laughs> my like normally like my first reaction, like when I saw that Jeff Ward got fired, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I guess that kind of makes sense. Um yeah. but then when I saw his replacement, I'm like, oh god. Like I just <laughs> and, and the thing and the one thing I will say, boys, is Daryl Sutter, like I don't really remember him. Like, I remember him as the Flames head coach, but, like, I don't remember him truly, like, as a fan of hockey. Like, when I sent the 13-minute audio clips of Daryl Sutter just going off on the media, like, that (laughs) stuff just fucking murders me. Like, there's one comment, and I'll tell the story, is it was in the Stanley Cup Finals. It was the Devils and the Kings, and Sutter was the head coach of the Kings. And I think it was, like, game three or four. Devils go into L.A., and they just shit kicked them. Like, Devils beat them like 6 1 or 6 2. And after the game, like, one of the first questions that was asked to Daryl Sutter was, Hey, Daryl, like, you know, you guys got, uh, you know, pretty beat up out there. Like, what did you say to your team after tonight's loss? And he looks at him, he's like, Flights out at 11. And like, I'm not, <laughs> like that's it. Like, and, and you can totally envision this, right? Like, a team that is just so beat up. They're so tired. And Daryl Sutter walks in with this deep voice, like 
4211 and just like walks out <laughs> like, like cool like no follow-up anything he's like all right yeah. sick dude <laughs> yeah like i just you, at just that point me. you feel like you it feel you feel like you've like you've gotten away in the getaway car you're like looking around yeah. like wait what the fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> this can't be right this i thought this was gonna go wrong and then before you yeah. know your next game so i mean uh, I like it. I like. I like the. I like how they're bringing them back. I don't really know what they're hoping to achieve with a coach like Daryl Sutter. Like, you really want to yeah. talk about old time hockey and and all that shit? Like, that's Daryl Sutter for you. Like, there's not really you know someone who's as old school as he is. You know what? I, it was funny. I actually read up on a couple of. <laughs> someone chiming in go hockey <laughs> sex sports sports, sports. sports. <laughs> hey for, the, for those out there we are our brand new segment today is a fucking fire segment and it's it's not sports related so if you're if you're into that kind of jazz then then hold on to us for a little bit um but i did i did look into a bit of an interview with a guy about daryl sutter and he was just he brought up some quotes about him and He's actually like a fan of analytics and different parts of the game too. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't know that. that but is? Yeah, yeah. Because I thought, like, when Josh is old time hockey, it always makes me think like, I oh, fucking hates. He hates the nerds. He hates yeah. like the softies with the skill. But he's actually like a pretty modern thinking coach. But you're absolutely right when it comes to Daryl Sutter. Like the interviews, I feel like the the pregame speeches, anything to do with talking or like what kind of mentality you should have. It's just like, just go fucking win. It's easy. Yeah. Like, I think, I think the one thing I will say, and like, it, it, I'm reverting back to this. Um, you can, you can answer that after your point. Okay. The, the one thing I will say is, you know, Daryl Sutter, like there's parts in that, in that video where he's like doing the math in his head. He's like, we lost three, two up three, one. And like, he does the math like on camera. It's fucking hilarious because it actually yeah. reminded me of you, Elijah, of, like, dude, of doing math in your head, like in front of us. And we're like, dude, like, you don't know. like you don't know what it is. So yeah. um, with, with, with Daryl Sutter going back to that question, how long does he last? Fuck. Like, it'll be interesting because, I think you got one more year, like this year and one more year with Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monaghan as kind of like the future of your team. Yeah. If that doesn't happen, I think you're going to blow it up. And you're going to need to decide, is Daryl Sutter part of that future? Like, is he part of the rebuild? I I don't see it. Um, Yeah, that's the weird part. I don't either. So I I think Sutter Sutter has this year and – He's got next year, and that's it. Um, yeah. yeah what do you that. What do you see happening to the team though if they keep them longer? Like, what uh, direction do you think they go in? I would say a little bit more physicality. Um, yeah, I like, can see I that. Just, Matt, Matt Kachuk being let off the chain a little bit. Yeah, like I think there's gonna, you know, there's some hell gonna be raised. Like, like can you? I can't wait to see what Daryl Sutter is gonna be like in the Battle of Alberta. I cannot wait. Because there are going to be some fucking sound bites there. Like, if you ask Daryl Sutter about what he thinks about Zach Cassian after he lays out, like, Matthew Kachuk or something, holy shit, that is going to be pure comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, imagine if it was, like, an arms race, too, of, like, hiring coaches. Like, the Flames hire, hire back Sutter, and then the Oilers are like, all right, fuck it, we're bringing in torts. No, they no, just, no. Start they, matching guys. No, they, yeah. no they, bring back, uh, they bring back Craig McTavish. <laughs> oh god 
Dude, Rip Craig's out. a wily one, man. Stick the mascot over the glass again. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Rip, out Har- Rip out Harvey the Hound's tongue, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Get yeah. in my face, Harvey. Little bitch. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. Uh, last hockey little topic here before we move on. Um, so the one one thing back to Canucks Nation for a second is Jim Benning, this brave soul, openly had a like a radio interview as well as a open media availability. And, you know, I kind of listen to AM radio once in a while now just because we've interviewed some of the guys on there. And, you know, there's some good segments here and there. And um, so I was I was just listening to that the hosts talk about it leading up to it, like the day before. And everyone was just talking about like, I can't fucking wait. I can't wait to ask this guy this question and like dummy him. And I was like, it's just so funny. Like I can't picture what Jimbo was thinking going into this, especially looking at his face. Like if anyone watches fucking Superstore, he looks like Glenn, way too much like Glenn. And he's probably got Glenn's voice where he's like, oh boy, <laughs> I'm going to get roasted. <laughs> it's not gonna be good. But either way. Honestly, the way he answered his questions, there was a lot of talk about people wanted accountability. People wanted reasonings and everything and and kind of a plan for where this team's going. So a lot of questions like, you know, what's your outlook on the rest of the season? Um, What's your like, what's the view on the coaching staff? What what are some reasons why the teams performed the way they performed? And honestly, all the answers I got, I loved. Like it was answers like, you know, we're taking the season day by day. It's not over yet. You know, we still have chances to make the playoffs. That's the goal. <clears throat> they they talked a lot about the absence of training camp and how that kind of affected just every team. Yes, but a, a young team like the Canucks, where your core is 21, 22 years old, yeah, and even younger than that sometimes too. To where a, like a point, like just some numbers to throw at you. We already know these numbers, but I think it was, uh, what was it here? Let me see. I had it already pulled up somewhere. I think they played 16 games in 25 nights. And amongst those 25 nights, they only had two practices. And that's including like the, pre- there's no like preseason, none of that. Like all of, think about a normal year and how much time you'd have to practice and get acclimated to missing pieces and new pieces. You had none of that this year. Yeah. So I'm honestly, I, like it's things that I already kind of believed in. So w- what are your thoughts on Jimbo facing the music and, and kind of staying pat on his team and not throwing anyone under the bus or, or, uh, yeah, you know? Well, you know, I think in, um, <laughs> Bailey, I can't, can't stop, won't stop, baby. I've got uh, too many watermelon white claws. But <laughs> I think my, my opinion on the matter is when someone like that goes out on the line and, and goes out and, you know, puts themselves out there, I think what that says to me is the buck stops with him. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, he, like, he's the guy that's accountable here. Um, yeah. And, you know, when you look at, you know, just the the signings and just, you know, the overall play, yes, it's not good, but also at the same time, like, is it the team that was assembled? And you look at something like Montreal, where you fire Claude Julian, you have these, you know, you have these Habs players like Nick Suzuki, Shea Weber, you know, literally addressing the media where, they're like, it's not good in the locker room right now. It's not good in the locker room. Like, that's bad. Like, that means, like, there's a coaching issue, I would yeah. say. Like, there's no leadership. And there hasn't been any anything released from that. So, you know, I think if anyone is going to change, I don't think, a, you know, obviously contracts may not get renewed and whatnot. But 
the in terms of like any changes that are actually made, it, it, I think it's going to be Jimbo. Like it, it's it's Benning on the line here, um, yeah. and I think he indirectly addressed to Canucks Nation, like, hey, look, like if this season doesn't go the way we want it, it's my fault because you go back to you know the kind of the easy argument is the UFA thing. You know, you lose some crucial pieces and and you know some of those guys are doing pretty well. Like I would easily take Markstrom back without a without a doubt. Uh, it's not doing fantastic, but yeah, but okay. I mean also at the same time. I see like, what you're yeah, saying. But you have to remember like Calgary's blue line as well. Like, you know, it could just be a bit of a change of pace. So I don't know. I think he's I think it was very I guess professional of him to go out there and put himself out there because he's saying like, Hey, look, like it's me. I'm the guy. I'm the guy that's just like who runs this team. So yeah. it's going to be me if anyone goes down. Which yeah. isn't easy, an easy thing to do, especially with the kind of fan base no. that we have, right? Like you're going to get chewed apart for it. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I so. do hope that one day fan bases go the other way. We're like, once again, I've said it before, just some blind support once in a while would go a long way. We need to start treating, our hockey teams like we treat our our significant others like our boyfriends and girlfriends you know like boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend starts fucking up you don't lay into him come on it's the worst thing you could do you gotta gotta preach patience right but you know what you know what i also realized as well and, and maybe this is me not really seeing enough of it but when a team wins you're like oh my god like the team won like your players are so good but no one ever gives recognition sometimes to the gm like when tampa won the cup yeah. last even though he wasn't there anymore, Steve Eiserman built that team. Like mm-hmm. he built yeah. that team from ground up. You know, uh, you know, you, know and, you have to blame for that, right? Who? Fucking Michael Jordan, dude. The way he lays into uh, what was the GM's Barry name? Krause. Yeah, <laughs> the way he blasts this guy. Just like the visual dynamic, you've got like a young, like built athlete, and then you got Jerry Krause, just like literally lumbering around this big meatball of a fucking GM. Yeah. So So he ruined I, it for Jimbo. I think that's the one the one disappointing thing I would always have like to to be in a GM like in that profession. Like everyone will hold you accountable when you're losing, but when you win like no one like there's really it's like oh my god, they did it. Like what an amazing team. It's like no one yeah. ever thinks like holy fuck, like he built this team. Like Brian Burke built some unreal teams. You know, he oh. won the cup in Anaheim. That was a wagon. Um, and there have been some really good moves made by a lot of GMs around the league, and like they don't get recognized until they or until they lose, which is so yeah. which is so upsetting. That's you know that's I guess that's the you know the shitty the part thing, about that job. Hey, but in in the midst of chaos comes opportunity, though, Josh. And every every fan has a role in the fan base. You could be that guy if you just mm-hmm. want to be like the Jimbo stand, just at every game, like outside the arena, like huge sign says Jimbo for Prez. <laughs> I think that would go a long way. Well, I think maybe even at least like, you know, just being a huge GM guy in general. You know, that, that's yeah. my thing. I'll support the yeah. GM around the league. We have a couple of fans who are very, uh, they really want PD traded, seems like. Dude, yeah, oh. trade PD while he still has value. So we'll give, <laughs> at the end of this episode, we'll give out the address to this house. Just send like bags of shit, you know, uh, <laughs> rotten food. Maybe like expired meat as well. Where, where does be, he live? I think it's uh, was it South Surrey? Oh, yeah. <laughs> South of, uh, actually, I'm not gonna say, but it's a piece of shit house anyway. You know, you you wouldn't want to be in there. It's a crap. 
<laughs> just to, what a direction we'll go in with that dude that'd be awesome anyways um that's enough hockey talk for us for this episode so for those listening on the podcast uh this is a treat for you we're gonna throw it over to our interview right now so we had on the captain of the vancouver giants uh he's a 20 year old alex canuck leapert canuck leapert canuck leapert i don't know i fuck i butchered his name he's a dope guy i think we did determine through reading interviews and, and just ask him straight up. He's the first ever uh, Thai hockey player to be drafted. I wait, actually, how do I, pro- how do I pronounce your name? I've, I've been doing, oh, what did I say? Canuck Lap, fuck me. Canuck Leaper. Or Canuck Leaper. Canuck Leaper. Fuck man, I'm going to blow this so bad. Why is it so hard? Canuck No, it's, I think cause like, the guy who set up the interviews, he sent me like a pronunciation help in, in there, and I I was practicing I was practicing the wrong way, and so now it's like drilled into my brain to say it the wrong way. I think you're just bad with names. I've known you for ten plus years, and you still screw up my name every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One more. One more time. How how do I say it? Canic Leapert. Canic Leapert. Okay. I'm gonna Easy. Ace it. Yeah. Let's go. Canic Leapert. <laughs> All right, everyone. Big time guests coming in here. This is our first ever captain on the podcast. So big, big dubs up to Alex here. We've got Alex Canuck Leapert of the Vancouver Giants. I think I did okay on the name. I'll give myself an 8.9 out of 10. Alex, how are you doing today? And how did I do on the name? That was perfect. I mean, for uh, two seconds of uh, practicing, that was pretty good. But uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. Guys. Doing I love good. It. What's, uh, what's well, been the worst butchering of your last name? Just out of curiosity. Like, what's the worst like, one that's been said? Like, there's sometimes like Leipert or um, a tough one. Leipert's probably the worst. Fully, okay, I think I almost fully said Lapierre at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God! Uh, awesome. Uh, Anyways, man. Yeah. You want to go, go, Josh? No. Nope, okay. So I'll, ju- I'll jump into it. So. Alex, I kind of wanted to touch on your background a little bit because I was doing a little bit of research before this and I was I was going to trusty elite prospects and they're usually pretty good with me, but they first tell me that you're born in Regina, Saskatchewan and I know that's not true. So why don't you take us through a bit of your background and where you're from and, and how you came to be where you are now? Yeah, so um, it, there's a couple sites that say Regina, a couple sites that say uh, Thailand, but I was born in uh, Thailand and then I moved to Canada um, when I was four and a half, um, to Regina and I've been, uh, been in Regina since then. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. Um, grew up in Thailand and then I think I first came to Regina when I was two and then went back to Thailand for a couple more years and then, uh, yeah, fully moved when I was uh, four and a half and then started playing at five. So that's kind of how, I mean, coming to, coming to Canada, it was like, I wanted to get accustomed to the new, um, culture and everything and hockey was obviously the biggest um, the biggest thing in Canada so I, I, I just wanted to do that and then watching it on TV and stuff like that that's kind of where um, the love for the game grew mm-hmm. love that how how was it growing up in Regina I've never even been to Saskatchewan I'm from Alberta so I've never been I've always come west I've never gone east but uh, yeah how was it well, I mean pretty much the same as Alberta just no mountains so <laughs> um, cold, cold, long winters. Um, yeah. and I mean, I, I knew no better when I was, uh, growing up in Saskatchewan and then coming to Vancouver and 
I mean, seeing the snow maybe once or twice a year is uh, it's a little bit shocking. So, I mean, over the past couple of years, I feel like I've gotten a little bit soft. Um, when I, get back <laughs> I mean, it's freezing cold, but um, it, uh, it's definitely pretty uh, not boring. I mean, the people are what make it so great, but it is a little bit uh, um, repetitive. That's the nice thing about Vancouver. It prepares you for torrential downpour every single day of your life. So, I mean, it's give and take, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you talked about kind of growing up with, with dreams in Regina and Saskatchewan and stuff like that. Was there ever a point in your, in your mind when you were younger where you're like, okay, maybe side plan if I don't become a hockey player, maybe I'll just be a rough rider. I'll just be a rough rider fan and I'll just tailgate <laughs> every, every weekend. It'll be great. Um, you know what? Yeah, I mean. Uh, my grandpa was big in football and uh, my dad played a little bit of football and uh, we had season tickets. So, I mean, that was, it's the funnest thing to do in Regina. So um, it was a blast. And I played a couple of years of football, but I kind of always knew that hockey was the way to go. But I mean, yeah. I always tell people like, come to, come to vision in Regina and we'll go to a Ryder game and we'll, uh, we'll have some fun. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it, Again, nothing against Saskatchewan, but I feel like that is like the one thing that people always say is like everyone there is a diehard Rough Rider fan. Like they're everywhere. I remember watching, I think it was in 2014, the Olympics, Team Canada had won the gold and it's all red. And then all of a sudden you see these two green patches in the stands and the camera flash to them. And sure enough, it's two people wearing Rough Rider jerseys in Sochi. And I'm like, <laughs> what is fucking happening right now? Like, it's so funny to me. <laughs> Man. yeah no it's weird like even in uh even in thailand people would come by and they'd have like uh my parents had a guest house there and uh they have like they had rider uh gear and stuff and people from all over the world would come by and recognize it and i was like how like how does that make sense it's saskatchewan it's the rough riders <laughs> but, <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And, and kind of touching on Thailand for a little bit, like I, I was reading an article, I think it was uh, by a Regina newspaper too, and it kind of shed some light on, on what the, the state of hockey is in Thailand. And I, I didn't know there was any infrastructure at all with that stuff, but it, it there's a couple pro leagues down there, isn't there? Um, Yeah. So I actually, uh, I skated with the national team um, a couple of years ago. And like, there are a lot of half Thai people that, uh, like play in like Sweden and uh, Finland and some really good players and stuff. And I don't know if you guys know uh, Jonas Siegenthaler off of the the Capitals. That that name sounds really familiar. Yeah, I think I've heard it before. Yeah, yeah, he's half he's half Thai as well. Um, mm. So I mean, there's a lot of guys across the world that are kind of half Thai, but like they only have like eight or nine rinks in all of Thailand, and they're all in like shopping malls. So like you go and it's like you fall once and you're drenched for the rest of the skate. Like it's, it's, it's totally different. I mean, it's like, there's no glass on the rink. Like all the rinks are kind of just for kind of like West Ed. Like you go, yeah. and, uh, you can go skate around and mess around. But uh, I think it's, it's starting to grow. Like lots of people are, um, cause they have a lot of like young, young kids kind of getting into it now. So I think it's like, hopefully starting to come up a little bit, but yeah. Love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so just kind of going into, you know, obviously the season that you're obviously hoping to play for and, and whatnot, um, what have you been doing off the ice to obviously try and keep yourself mentally prepared and, and just ready to go at, at, at a moment's notice? Yeah, I mean, it's been 
almost a year now of it. It's uh, the first little while it was hard to um, not think about like the ifs and stuff like that and what you can't control. And now, I mean, after all this time, I mean, all I know is like you can be called at any moment. So, I mean, a week off, like at the wrong time, that'll hurt you. So um, Mm -hmm. I think, the best the best purchase i made over the whole quarantine was uh, those mars blades oh, and uh, nice. i'd fly around on those and obviously the gym and skates and things like that but um it's nice to have the mars blades so i can go out anytime and especially in vancouver i mean it's still so nice here so um i love doing that and kind of just still feeling the ball and kind of working on my hands and my edges and things like that and mm-hmm. not always having to be on the ice but kind of enjoying the sun at the same time that's kind of a big thing for me to kind of keep it fun and um, fresh. So, quick question about those: How similar are those to actual skates? I I had a pair of like the Bauer uh, rollerblades, and yeah. like that those were fine. And then I got the uh, I got the Mars blades and put them on an old pair of skates, and like the skates were like molded to my foot and everything. But then I put those <laughs> on there, and it was like. It, everything just felt like just right. It just felt so smooth. And you're not all, like sometimes on rollerblades, you catch yourself like falling back or like a little bit like yeah. um, off balance. But like on the like blades, it's like you kind of, you kind of got to get used to it at first. Cause you're a little bit like, you're kind of always like using your legs. So you kind of like, it's not as easy, but it is like, it feels better. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, that kind of makes sense. It feels more natural almost compared to like the ice case as opposed to like the rollerblades. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. That's sick. Right. Yeah. How much were those? <laughs> I'm just curious. Pretty they want a <laughs> just the tuck for like 230 bucks, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, if you saw Josh on the ice, man, you would say that like the least of his problems is getting Mars played right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Why, well, well, why don't we talk about that then? How about we put yeah, that question into it? So yeah, let's go right into it. Uh, Alex, you're coming in. You're going to be playing in a low-level beer league. You're obviously going to be the captain. And we don't have a coach, but it's going to be day one. We're going to be running through some drills. And you see a bunch of, like, overweight 24-year-old guys. <laughs> like, what? And who can barely skate. Like, what's the first drill that we're going to do? Or, like, what's day one going to look like? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm sure you guys know the horseshoe. Yeah. The horseshoe where they uh, yeah. fly around and pass out of the corner. Oh, um, yeah. Probably, probably a lot of the butterfly, everyone picking up pucks and just flowing through the middle and ripping pucks at the goalie and things right. like that. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> a lot of bag skating probably. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's what we're waiting for. <laughs> That's where people lean to. No puck. No pucks. <laughs> oh, man. Is you, there is there kind of an intangible that you're looking for from that beer league team? Like you look at this group of guys, you say, "All right, I need to figure out if these guys are tough, hardworking, or just a bunch of crapheads, like not knowing what they're doing." I mean, I I could care less if you can't skate, but if you're willing to grind and get your nose a little bit dirty, <laughs> that's that's a big thing. Yeah, love that. Uh, the yeah. trick is having someone like Josh who at, who can't skate so bad that when he hits other players and unintentionally injures them, that kind of like is a pro to your team a little bit. You, <laughs> you match him up against the top line. It happens. It happens. It's hockey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen crazier things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
my my one question is i guess it kind of ties into the answer you just gave but um you know what type of game do you play you know are you in the corners you're a little bit more flashy you like quinn hughes just leading the power play like what type of game do you model yourself after um i think when i was younger i'd like i like to think i was like an offensive defenseman but i don't like i'm not i don't really have the flair or like the the mm-hmm. flashiness for that so um i think i've kind of taken pride in being like a two-way defenseman that can kind of uh, play the corners and play the body and be hard to play against, but also kind of contribute when I have to. Um, and uh, I've been, I mean, the last couple of years I've played with uh, Bowen Byram. So he's kind of forced me to uh, keep my skill level up. But I mean, when I have to, and someone's trying to go after him, I got to lay down the law and get the ball <laughs> out and throw him around a little bit. Uh, there you go. Yeah. I like to say I'm a two-way defenseman. Okay, nice. How, how was it playing with him? Oh, I mean, it was hard, but like the easiest thing at the same time because he's always in the right spot. He can get himself out of any position, and it's like um, we grew like we grew to be really good friends. But I mean, it was so easy to play with him because it was just he thought the game so well, and mm-hmm. you didn't have to do much to kind of play off of him. He just kind of um, got to the spot that he needed to be to kind of find that pass for you and um, be a good outlet and things like that. Like it was, and also like watching him skate up the ice and score all these goals. Like it was kind of like, uh, like he had a front row seat every game. It was like insane. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, we actually had a uh, head coach, Mike, Mike Dick on, I guess it's kind of weird to hear people call him head coach Mike there, but yeah. so we had him on just before you here. And that was one thing he actually described about you. He said, you're kind of the guy to stick up for all your teammates. You're, you're the one battling with guys if anyone's testing the waters. And that must be a pretty cool thing to have your coach say about you. Is is that something that you've had every step along the way for your games? I mean, you're not doing it when you're 12, obviously, but like in the last few years? Yeah, I think it uh, obviously in like minor hockey and things like that, you're not uh, dropping the gloves. But like I had my first fight when I was 17 and it kind of stemmed from there because it was just like, there was a couple times I, uh, I made some uh, sewer passes and then <laughs> I see my <laughs> blown up and I'm like, Oh my God, what am I doing? So I go up and challenge the guy and um, we start fighting. And then uh, like, I think it's kind of always been, I think I was kind of just raised like that. You kind of protect your own, but um, yeah. no, obviously it's, it's kind of a, it's a nice, nice thing to hear from your teammates and your coaches and things like that. And I, I kind of take pride in that. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. Love that. Um, okay. I was actually going to ask, um, just overall, like in the season, like how, how have you handled like the constant pushing back of the dates? It's like, okay, we're going to start playing this day. It gets pushed, pushed back. And now it's, you know, if the season is going to start to 24 game, like, um, what are your thoughts on the 24 game season? If it happens, sorry, when it happens, I should say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, with all the, uh, you know, the different kind of things going on, it's like kind of learn not to get my hopes up and not to believe anything until it's uh, actually released in the media. So obviously, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty draining mentally. But um, I mean, for the season for all the guys, like, I mean, me and the other two 20 year olds, it's like, we want to we kind of want to finish off the right way and kind of go out the right way in our um, WHL career. So 
if we do like when we do play this 24 game season like uh, i mean it we want to look at it kind of like as a playoff and beat every team every every night like we don't like it's kind of it's it's not annoying but like it kind of pisses me off here in like developmental year and things like that after like all the years we've kind of put into the league like we still want to finish it off right so like totally. so we're not going to yeah. take the foot off the pedal we push well, the like that's an interesting point too because it's well documented just in, in life in general that the age that we live in like it's not easy being a junior athlete and all the commitment you have to put in and and all the extracurricular work this is kind of the last thing you'd expect to go through of all the gauntlet of things that you could go through so I mean, there's got to be a certain level of things uh, like some mental challenges that you've overcome that you didn't expect to do. And that almost does more for you as a character than you could have ever planned to do, you know? If that makes sense. It was a very generically worded yeah, question. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, no, it's... <laughs> it's it's like a big life-changing uh, experience. Um, and it's happening when I'm pretty young. So, I mean, it's, it's nice that it's... Uh, I kind of get it out of the way and <laughs> get it over with. But obviously yeah. uh, I wouldn't wish this on anyone, but <laughs> it's uh, it's, I've learned a lot about myself and uh, people around me kind of um, who's, who's the real ones and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously like everyone, everyone says like, Oh, it's too bad. You guys aren't playing and stuff like that. Like that must be so bad. And, um, some days it's pretty tough. And then some days you got to realize, I mean, people are losing jobs and people are dying and stuff like that. So it's, it kind of makes you uh, look at the whole picture and not just about hockey and kind of uh -huh. uh, makes you think about what's important things like that. that. Awesome. Um, I was actually going to say, God, I don't know if I, E, do you have anything else? Jeez. Oh, I got it. I got a ton more. So you <laughs> you missed a big part of that question. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna let's let's rewind a little bit. Let's forget let's forget about Josh's little blunder for a sec. Let's let's go back. I think it's 2019. The NHL draft comes around, and you get picked in the uh, in the sixth round. I think it's 161st overall. I'm a fact guy, Alex. I'm just I'm banging off facts one after another. I got on a roll after I said your name, kind of right. Um, <laughs> so take take me through that experience, man. Like you get drafted. That's that's huge. That's everyone's dream. Yeah, so I wasn't I wasn't really expecting it. Like we were, I, I had been talking to a few teams throughout the year, and then it got pretty quiet. And then in May, I talked to Washington quite a bit, and then it got quiet for a few weeks. So I wasn't sure, and I didn't go to the combine. I didn't uh, um, do any of that stuff. Um, and then I'm going to a graduation, like my graduation on uh, draft day, and uh, like we had started drinking and we had started like getting ready to go and i'm like i got in the shower getting ready to like go to the um the after grad party and stuff like that it was like midday we were like starting at like four or something and then i kind of i kind of stopped watching the draft after kind of like the guys i knew were going and um happy to see that and stuff and then it was like i got a call from my agent and i was like oh Okay. And then I looked and then he was like, Oh, you just got drafted. And then boom, like, like the TV was on upstairs and I was in the basement and then I hear my mom scream as I'm on the phone. And then like my auntie and uncle live across the street and then they come bursting in and it was just like a whole like whirlwind because I flew out the next day, but it was like everyone I knew ever was like calling me and my phone like crashed for a while. It was like insane. And then, um, 
that night I still got to go with my buddies and kind of um, enjoy it. And then hopped on the plane at 6 a.m. And then I'm at a development camp with um, all these guys that I've played against. Like there was quite a bit of Western Hockey League guys there, but uh, mm-hmm. a few um, boy chill guys as well. But it was like, it was just an insane experience. Like obviously every kid's dream, but um, yeah, it was, it was unreal. Nice. Well, what was, um, sorry. What was the reaction or sorry, when you got on that plane, were you still, were you, were you sober from the night before? Or did you just, you know, get home, have the suitcase ready, jump on a plane, then you're off to Washington? <laughs> How'd that go? I, I, made, I made sure to pack before I went yeah. out. I, I must have got home at like 3.30 because the first day there, we didn't, it, like the camp didn't start till Monday and I had gotten there Sunday, uh, I think. So it was, it was fine. I got to get it all out of my system, but. Um, there you go yeah yeah awesome because for a moment there that timing that timing just sounds hilarious where you're like okay you know what i'm gonna let loose i'm gonna have a drink it didn't happen and then all of a sudden the the dominoes start falling and you're like oh fuck like here we go yeah (laughs) yeah that's so sweet yeah so alex alex you must know this but the capitals traded up in the draft to get you is that that's right yeah right I read correctly. Yeah, I think I think it was Vancouver's pick, actually, if I'm not what mistaken. What is? <laughs> We're supposed to be a Canucks podcast, and they're out here sewering our picks like this. We're gonna have to have a talk <laughs> with the old the old guy that got shipped out with that one. Suspy <laughs> yeah. move on Jimbo there. Okay, another yeah. one add to the list. So I looked at your draft pick, and have you done this? Have you looked at other NHL players that were drafted at the same spot as you? Uh, no, I I've never. Don't worry, I've done it for you here. So <laughs> we got we got a couple goalies. So we got Mike Smith and Darcy Kemper, not bad company right there. We also got yep. Victor Stahlberg and the be- I think the best one of the list. We got Patrick Big Rig Maroon here. So I mean, <laughs> if that's if that's any indication, man, the Capitals know what they're doing. They know exactly. what they're getting with Alex, and they got plans, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. And, and th- my favorite part about that is there was no question tied into that whatsoever. I just wanted to read those off. <laughs> <laughs> just read those off specifically in that order. No other reason, hey? Yeah, and that's it. Like, <laughs> mic drop. Hopefully someone takes it from there. No, uh, so this being your last year in the WHL, and like Josh said, when we play this season and you have a great year, what what's the plan for afterwards? Like, what's the – I know there's probably a couple different options or avenues to go, but what are the what are those avenues for you? Yeah, so I mean, over the past couple of months, it's been like nonstop phone calls from uh, universities across Canada. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of like that's kind of what the job offers. I mean, you go, you play for five, four years, and you get four or five years paid for in school. So that's kind of, I'd say, that's my plan B. Um, obviously it's, it's gone a lot. The hockey's gone really good and guys are signing out of the CIS now and it's, uh, it's a pretty good league, but I, I think, um, either way, whether I sign a NHL contract or an AHL contract, I'd love to kind of take a stab at it and kind of run with it and see if I can compete and stay at that level. So I think my, my plan is to hopefully, um, try and go pro first. And then if I have to kind of go back to school after a year or six months um, i think that's when the uh the uh, scholarship runs out if you play for more than a year but um yeah, yeah that's kind of kind of the way i'm looking at it nice alex do you have any like 
pre-game rituals or anything you like to do before a game that just kind of gets you in the right headspace? Lucky underwear, lucky socks, anything like that? Oh, I mean, I, I had to, like, my first year, I was pretty bad for that. Like, it was, like, lucky. Like, if we were winning, it was, like, lucky suit, lucky shirt, lucky socks and everything. It was, like, I had to go get the same coffee from uh, Starbucks, had to... Um, leave at the same time, take my yeah. same way, touch certain things throughout the rank at the certain time. It was like, it got like ridiculous. So I kind of scaled back a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I, do, I do like a nice, a nice coffee or a tea before yeah. um, we leave for the rank because we live like 40 minutes from uh, the event center. So, uh, I mean, we, we put our uh, playlist on and we, enjoy our coffee and muffin and uh, kind of get amped up as we go and kind of start from, um, I usually run the music in the car or uh, on wood, but. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, you do. That's, you play, yeah. that's way Probably. more important than the captaincy right there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think like it always had to start kind of like good, like rap. Um, like hard. the box, box by Roddy Rich. That gets yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then like the last 15 minutes of the ride was just like the headbangers, whether it was like rock or whether it was like dance music, it was like stuff that was going at like 160 beats a minute. So yeah, uh, <laughs> there you go. that's so kind of, that's kind of the only rituals um, I can think of right now. I mean, also uh, can't forget that five minute window where there's just like that quiet moment of Shania Twain playing in the background, you know, <laughs> right, before, right before the headbangers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like that's part of victory playlist on the way back. Oh yeah, <laughs> celebratory all the way home. Yeah. Any man of mine on repeat, just <laughs> yeah. going over the poor man. That's yeah. so sick. Uh, Alex, yeah. Uh, so yeah, sh- shut up, Josh. We do this every interview. I, I interrupt Josh, and somehow I, I win this little rock paper scissors every time. Um, so going through like the quarantine stuff in the past year and all that. Are you a gamer? Um, are you like a chill guy, a COD guy? Are you a like Tetris? Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. So it was like March to May. It was all GTA. Nice. All right. Let's go, <laughs> Alex. Come on, buddy. And then um, from June till, geez, um, like November ish, it was all NHL. And like World of Snow. Um, yeah. And then since December, it's been all COD. So I, I kind of like cycle. It's like some, when I get sick of a game, I'll just move on. But um, I mean, nice. there's nothing else to do. I get get into it with my boys. And that's like that's the best thing about it. Like it's not even about because like, I'm not very good at any of those games except for Chell. But um, oh, shit, that's the one I was hoping to capitalize <laughs> on. Damn. Uh, <laughs> It's like a social, like that's the only time I get to socially interact with my buddies. Like that's like we all hop in the party and we all play for, you know, hours on end. So that's like, that's like what I look forward to just talking to the boys and saying dumb stuff on the mics. And yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, like that's kind of we got that going on. <laughs> what it came to. I, I so, was say, I'm like, do you talk as much shit online as you do on the ice or what? Like, what really oh, yeah. the balance there? <laughs> for sure. Yeah, nice. do you, uh, you're probably going up against these two idiots 90% of the time because they're just constantly losing. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, our, our record in Chell on clubs is we, we must have like a 0.15 winning percentage. Like, it's, it's <laughs> what happens on there. It's not good. I think oh, we man. went like 
five and twenty in our first twenty-five there you games. Go. Club, yeah, so. there you go. Your team that. So, do, do the do the boys on the Giants team? Do you guys have a club? Um, on EA? Like we did for a while there on NHL twenty, and then when twenty-one came out, like nobody wanted to play. Everyone was on COD already, so it was like. Mm. I kind of got left out to drag because nobody wanted to play chill with me anymore. So I kind of had to switch, you know. Just, just tell them that the one of the local guys who are in a beer league who've never skated in their life think that they could beat them, and then boom, you got the rivalry <laughs> going already, just like that. We should play sometime. I'd love to play you guys sometime. I'm I'm actually, yeah. Yeah. We would, and, we would definitely you know let the mics fly, man. And, and you know what? If, if you get if you get the Giants boys playing against us, dude, it'll that would be funny as all hell. Dude, the and chirps would be coming out. <laughs> and that's the thing. Even if you can't get them to play, dude, there's some there's some roster spots on the Teskey Icicles, and you're more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so much fun. Yeah. Love that. Uh, anyways, awesome. Alex, that's all we got for you today, man. Uh, we can't thank you enough for joining us. It's it's been awesome having kind of a current hockey player go- coming on the show and talk to us. Like we we always joke that we're we're kind of starting up in this beer league fast of the game, but honestly, like doesn't matter what level any of these hockey players are at like it's it's just such a fun conversation with you guys yeah no i really appreciate it guys this is uh it's been a different interview but i've loved it i mean when <laughs> yeah. like when do you ever get to kind of just hang out and shoot the shit so it's been uh it's been awesome thanks guys awesome. yeah if i if i see anyone i'd be chucking tomato oh we lost him we lost him fuck Nick. Oh. you know what? this is for the best this is for the best so we'll leave it here uh fucking cut out again on my awesome joke that i had <laughs> yeah and it's and you know what oh, we don't need to hear it because it's not funny so we'll just call, <laughs> all you need to know is it involved mars blades and tomatoes that's all <laughs> so. all right alex thanks awesome. a lot man thanks alex okay take care thanks, guys so we've got a new segment boys are we going there next let's do it yeah, let's okay go for sweet it. So this new segment we decided last week, out was spoiled. We know you guys, you know, the movie reviews or whatever, they had their time. Gone Girl kind of fucked my brain up. So that was <laughs> that was enough of that. That was a great um, movie. It was, yeah. And Roseman Pike has my heart the whole way. Even though she's kind of like an agent of chaos, I might like that. Um, <laughs> so we're going into our new... Make a really good Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's a dynamite answer, Josh. There's a roll you got a little, you got a little uh, Spielberg in you there, don't you? Yeah, that's reserved. That's reserved for what's her name? Who already does it? Ma- oh, uh, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah. yeah. That girl. Actually, never mind. Let's just move on. What's our new thing? <laughs> <laughs> Margot. That's just like a classic example that a good-looking human can make a bad name sound good. Like yeah. Margot. Uh, Change the meaning of that for me for sure. Um, <laughs> okay, so this new segment we're talking about. I think we're going to be introducing what was it? Four new segments we talked about. Yeah. Over the course yeah. of the next four episodes. Something one, like that. One every Sunday, yeah. Every Sunday. So over the next four weeks is what we're doing. We're introducing a new segment. Um, oh, I gotta put this out there though. Comment by fan named Dan. Uh, if you're gonna spell Margot, throw the T on the end of Margot, please. That's it's a Margot. big no no. Yeah, it's Margot. <laughs> Margot you there, buddy. So uh the new se- <laughs> this new segment. We'll eventually spit it out. This new segment is is called Dialed Up. Because we're basically going to take some stories from the internet from the past week. We're just going to talk about them. You know, we're going to do what podcasts do. We're just going to break open the old internet and use it for some content. So, uh, so boys, how, we're going to do this just like we do Goats and Wilds. We're going to go in a circle. We're going to bring up some stories. Maybe we'll have like a bit more of a structure to it as we build it. But I think this segment's got some potential. 
So what's the what's the over under on how long we think the, this episode lasts? Like twenty minutes? An hour. With oh, this segment. Yeah. This segment. Uh, this segment's going fifteen minutes. Fifteen? I got twenty. Fifteen. Josh. I I've got us right until sixty two oh five. And that's like it's very specific when we're ending. Like when we're ending. <laughs> that's the episode. Right. End? Okay. Right. I, granted, I'm usually the guy that does the outro. I'll just have to, 16 minutes. Just, all right. Just yeah. Bring it along a little longer than that. <laughs> um, okay. So this segment, boys, who wants to go first? Should I kick it off? Yeah, sure. go for it. Oh, man. This is dangerous for you guys. Like, what if I have one of yours? Oh, God. I thought about that. I actually thought about that. How many did you guys come prepared with? Let's ask that one. first. Two. Two. Okay, I, I got three. Maybe I should go last. Yeah. Three, two, one. Yeah. Josh, Josh, why don't you kick it off? Okay. Okay. Uh, so I read an article now. I don't even know when this was actually originally released, but I saw it on my newsfeed like two days ago. Yeah. I read an article that LeBron James spends $1.5 million. Oh, yeah. on personal this. fitness. Yeah. Motherfucker. That's that's fucked up. Dude, that is so What do you think? What do you think that what, what do you think that includes? Dude, I think that's easily a yearly uh, yearly pass at Steve Nash. That <laughs> covers at least one of those. <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. No, like like seriously, like I am I would be like if I was his accountant, like you guys know the scene in Wolf of Wall Street. When when the dad comes, I already in, know what like, you're gonna say. He's like forty thousand dollars on one fucking dinner, Jordy. Like <laughs> I, I think about that. I it's the sides. That. It's the sides. And, and LeBron's like, LeBron's like, well, yeah, I gotta stay in shape. Like he's like one point five million dollars a year on fucking working out, LeBron. Like, what are you doing? I just it, it it's crazy to me. Like if I was his accountant. Or his personal trainer, like, dude, like that guy's rolling in money. Oh, yeah. like Sh- Shane knows this. Shane brings up a good point, though. Like, how, how much is LeBron getting paid yearly again, dude? Dude, not even his annual contract, let alone just his fucking Nike deal. Oh, yeah, lifetime deal, man. Money. <laughs> like, yeah. pays for that and 150 times over. Yeah. But that's so. It, it just goes to show, like, how much like, money so- it takes to actually like be LeBron James. Yeah. yeah. Well, so jumping into that for a second, like he's obviously buying his own equipment. He's got like the top of the line trainers with him all the time. He's got. But like, is gym, he buying his times. own equipment, or is he just sponsored by one? Because like, when that's you're true. Not- like he could yeah. get his he could get his equipment yeah. for somebody else. Like, like, like if he wants a Peloton bike, he's literally just gonna send a DM to Peloton and it's done. And he'll like, be like, "Hey, I'll do like eight commercials for you guys, or like twelve commercials once a month." Yeah. yeah. There's also no way that he pays for his own personal trainer. No. No, he. Um, I think he does. No, he. You think no, so? He would. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, where that yeah. money actually comes. I don't know. Like, I like think it's it, that once you get into services and once you get into using other professionals. Like, if he used a massage therapist, he'd he'd still pay them. Like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, they'd probably do it for free, like to be nice because it's LeBron James. But yeah, in the end, they're like so rich where it's like they should pay him, and I think they do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I read that article and I just thought like, holy shit, dude! Like that is crazy. Like some people yeah. like don't even go into like a certain gym because it's an extra eight dollars a month from yeah. the gym that they were going to before. Like that is yeah wild to me. So I read that and I'm like, that is crazy. Like you know how many fucking protein shakes this guy probably buys <laughs> a year? Like well, I wonder what his protein shake fund is a year. It's probably like hey, every day. 
Everything in moderation, even your fucking fitness account, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. One and How much longer mil. do you think he keeps up adding like one or keeps up doing 1.5 mil a year for though? Dude, I think I it can, only goes up. Do, you I think so? Hey, well, he's getting older. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, like, do you think he still keeps doing that after his career ends, let's say? Just to kind of like maintain his physique? Uh, no. Or do you think that's kind of when he just lets it go? No, dude. I mean, like when you look at, again, like I, I can't speak to obviously what personal training was back, like when Michael Jordan was playing obviously it was definitely not as good as it is today yeah. um, but like you look at michael jordan now like but he's chunky you look at shaq yeah. chunky charles <laughs> yeah. Barkley, chunky, chunky. Yeah. like they're Fair. big boys not saying yeah. that lebron is gonna be fat but like i don't know i mean he's, he's gonna not gonna be as huge as he is now there's yeah. no yeah so anyway that's, that's mine that's that's my segment like that Josh, one. do you think if you had 1.5 mil on fitness, you'd look good? Uh, no. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, do man, I don't like. I wonder. I wonder if if there was a scenario where it was like we're gonna give you 1.5 mil to use on the gym. Like, do you think you'd actually use it any more than you would if you got a gym membership? Like just a no regular chance. Joe like us. Like mm-hmm. probably not. No, no, not at all. No, you know I, what? Well, don't... probably. I don't know. Like, it's so weird. Well, we think about it this way: like, we're not at that. We don't compete at that athletic level, so we value that very differently than somebody who would. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the biggest thing was, to consider. If it was, if it was money that like was not to be given to you otherwise, they're just like, hey, here's a million, million and a half on just fitness. That's all it's for. And it's like, fuck. I guess like I'll try and do it. Like, but I wouldn't like, even know yeah. what the fuck to spend it on. Well, that's like, like, like to go twenty trainers. Yeah. That's the other thing. I mean, like, when you think about that, you could fucking... You know what's so fucked up about this is you could buy a decent house and just build your own personal gym with that money. Yeah. That's what you could do. And you could just... Like, that counts. You know? Yeah. I don't know. that It's fucked to me. Anyway, we can move on. Hey, Raph. I'm up? Yeah. Uh, so I found this really funny story from... it. I guess it happened on March 4th. <laughs> Uh, oh shit, Josh! Pick and flick counters that too. That's tough. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I found this story. So this happened on a plane that was flying from Khartoum, Sudan, to Qatar, okay. and it was essentially about a cat that was uh, obviously placed where it was supposed to be placed throughout the entire course of the flight. It got out of its cage and it managed to find its way into the cockpit and attack one of the pilots and cause the plane to emergency land. <laughs> and I'm sitting here. I'm like. Yeah, dude, like we watched Snakes on a Plane, like what was it, like three, four weeks ago, maybe now? And it's like, I just had immediate flashbacks to that. And then the article goes on, it obviously like talks about a couple more specifics. But then at the bottom, it says, in 2019, a scorpion was reported on a United Airlines flight from San Francisco to Atlanta, stinging a passenger. That's so fucked. Like, this is fucked up. Like, is this like a regular occurrence in the plane world where animals are just somehow getting out of their cages and just like roaming the roaming the compartment like the plane like well, well like imagine if she got into the control room and it just started biting wires like what yeah right yeah Dude, like, like that plane if, could have what if what if you had like a scientist on the plane and he's flying like 15 lab rats and they all just like get yeah. out you know, like like you said like start chewing on shit your hydraulics fail and then you're going down you're like okay see you later yeah exactly I like, just, what happens I'm then fucked. but also at the same yeah. time like what if fucking terrorist of a cat that is like what is wrong like that just goes Seriously. to show like cats are assholes like they're actually just mean creatures i yeah, love they don't them give a fuck. they're their own agenda them, but they're assholes yeah um, me and josh are both big pussycat fans we love them 
But like when I picture what kind of cat this was jumping up into the cockpit, it was definitely one of those fucking white fluffy cats on the Royale. <laughs> the ones that look like fucking assholes. And that's exactly what that one was. Yeah, yeah, white, fluffy with great ears. That's what the photo is. Yeah. My, my, I wish I had my dad on the podcast right now because over our childhood, we must have had like 10 different cats just through them being assholes and like getting lost and whatnot. And one of them we had was that fucking Royale white one. And yeah. I remember we had him like getting acclimated in the house down in one of its a different room. And my dad went in there to like, you know, like test the water, maybe feed him a little bit. This this cat sent him to the hospital, dude. He fucking maimed him. It was oh, insane. No. Yeah. Oh, tough. Jumped on my dad. Yeah, just like the cockpit. Yeah, there you go. Crazy. I feel it's like you guys could ban one travelable animal to never fly again. What would that be? Uh, Shane with the Chihuahuas. joke. <laughs> Sounds like a catastrophe. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, We're going to ban you from the chat for like three hours. I was like a bad one. I'm like, did this cat work for Al 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 Caddy? <laughs> oh, okay, get out of here. Uh, I would man, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna get skewered for that one. I'm gonna get skewered. Yeah, that's Absolutely. my favorite part of live is that like Josh can't tell us like, hey, cut that bad joke out. Like I don't. Want to <laughs> um, Josh, to answer your question. I would ban either snakes or cockroaches. Because there's some weird motherfucker that's having cockroaches on a plane. Yeah, yeah like that's weird scientists. Yeah, or Can maybe like, sort of like weird spiders someone? or something too. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. telling someone who's already not good with flying, like has a fear of flying, if you told them like, hey man, don't worry, there's probably like a cockroach and some snakes and a dog below yeah. you. Like might come up. Yeah. Show them the story of the fucking scorpion biting someone. Fuck that, that would send no them a spiral. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, my first story, guys. Um I should have told you I was going to do this, but I'm going to screen share what happened. Did you guys? Did you guys see the fucking the fight in Bath and Body Works? What? No. No. There was a, there was a brawl in link. Bath and Body Works. Dude. I saw this link. <laughs> Where? I never watched. <laughs> I don't. I don't care what kind of rules there are around this. I'm just going to share it. Um, I have it queued up and everything, boys. Don't even fucking worry. I turned the sound off so it doesn't go crazy on us here. Oh, don't lag on me, you little bitch. Uh, oh, dude. oh, we've got a full-on WWE wrestling, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's being laggy for me. That sucks. That's nuts. What happened, though? I don't know. But I'm fast. Even though it's skipping, I'm still fascinated. Like, you've got, you've got the fucking worker in there grabbing the hair. There's a dude. The, I think there's, like, the manager of the store or whatever. This dude from Bath & Body Works, he comes in. He lights it up. <laughs> yeah, either way it's gonna skip some more that sucks but so <laughs> they're probably brawling over the last winter scented foaming so yeah <laughs> this dude i don't know about you guys when i saw the the fucking the caption of it where it's like brawl in bath and body works the first two things i thought of was okay where's megan and where's my yeah. mom like i need it's like <laughs> it's like when there's a natural disaster and people are checking in on facebook it's like i need i need to know like mom were you at bath and body works today you just were text you them quickly be like hey is everything okay <laughs> your mom texts you like yeah i actually just got in this fight in bath and body works it's weird <laughs> yeah, they tell you like I, I lost my purse you're like oh fuck what did you do like you're the one yeah bailey oh. would have been in there if it was a bottle of mahogany teak with hand soap yeah <laughs> Throwing a fucking fist, yeah. Like, Um, man, I've been at, I've, I've seen some fights at at a workplace before, 
But yeah. I can't imagine throwing on the Bath and Body Works apron and and <laughs> expecting to see like a full on brouhaha. Yeah. <laughs> and a full the thing on... is like, sorry, go ahead. A full on fucking Donny Donny Brook at Bath and Body Works. <laughs> and I saw yeah, Tilly. Between, like between like two older ladies too. The yeah. thing about the thing about girls when they fight too is that I feel like once they once they grab hold of the hair, they're it, not letting go. No. Like, no, dude. Uh-uh, they, uh-uh. they were trying to break these two women up for like 40 seconds, and this girl just had like a fucking wad of hair in her hand. It's like, <laughs> how do you stop that? Like, you got to Did you imagine how painful that must be, though? Yeah, dude. That's like, dude, fuck that. No and, way. And you know what it is? You know what it is about like fights like this? And this, not just girls, but guys and girls, is you see it on like Jerry Springer, and you're like, okay, like, you know, like something's going to happen. <laughs> like, this is like, this is trailer trash TV. Yeah. But then you see it in like everyday society, and like it's so fucked. Like, yeah, I just feel like how these fights break out where anyone involved is just having like a really bad day. Like, yeah. Not, like, if yeah. one thing goes wrong, you know, like where Sets the chain is like, I'm going to fucking punch a bitch. Like, yeah. it's this. Like, that. Like, everyone yeah. has that in their head. And then Could everything you? goes wrong, and it's get, good night, Jim, kind of at that point. Could you imagine if they had like the cameraman though from like Jerry Springer or like Maury there? <laughs> and the fucking that fight went down and this guy's just like in there with the camera like bobbing yeah, and weaving, but- and then one person runs and he's like chasing them through the fire exit. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh- <laughs> That's got to be the funniest part about like the generation we live in. If if you watch that video, there's like six people with cell phones. Obviously, it's yeah. 2021. Like just like within five feet of the fight, all filming it. No one's like, imagine imagine showing that to someone like ten years ago. Be like, yeah, dude. If you get into a fight, this is what you do now. Yeah. That'd be fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Fucking nuts. I love okay, that. Raph, you got one more? Uh yeah, the other one is more like interesting, if anything. Um, so this is this happened in a place called oh my god. It was in Tintern in oh fuck. I pulled it up on Google Maps. It's a place called Tintern. It's in Wales. And essentially there's these people that were they were putting up like a power line or whatever, and they had to basically uh dig like dig up some land behind this guy's house and they started digging and they found a four foot tall ancient tunnel that dates back to the 1700s and i was reading about this i'm like that's fucking wild but also like think about it like say like somebody just decides to do construction work on the back of your house and they pull up like tunnels and they're just like this has been here for this many years and what if they're just like these have been in use this whole time and you had no fucking idea that people were going underneath your house for the past years like how fucked up would that be (laughs) yeah that's you know what i mean i don't like like they yeah, like from the article obviously going on, they've blocked off the tunnels because they're now having people like go in and actually like see what their purpose was. Like some people obviously uh yeah. like are gonna go there and properly excavate them and whatnot. But like that'd just be fucking insane if you had that running through your house this whole time and not oh, yeah. knowing. Yeah, like and they even like, like reached out to everybody in the town too, seeing if anybody had any idea that it was there and nobody knows a single fucking thing. Yeah, that's there's fuck. some creepy things out there. I remember seeing yeah. I, I should have brought this on one of my picks, but like similar to when you find there's like a hidden room behind your mirror or there's like a crawl space yeah. you didn't know about. You're like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. It changes the whole vibe of the house. The, yeah. Weird shit, dude. The, the one thing I will say as well is like all the hidden secrets about the, the white house and yeah. shit. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's like the hidden tunnels and yeah. like the, the false walls from when the White House was burnt down in the American Revolution. Like, <laughs> it's so fucked to even think, like, you know, one of the most protected places on Earth has all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's part of what makes it the most protected place. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, got one, I got one more. Yeah. So 
two words, Silk Sonic. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. no. Damn. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Oh, yeah. Band. Great song. Great song. Fuck All yeah, right. dude. What's it called? Great band. But they released, what was their one song called already? Uh, it's um, Leave the Door Open. Leave the Door Open. Yeah. Super good, like old, like 70s kind of vibes. Yeah. Really nice. Super funky. Fucking groovy, dude. It is groovy. That's a that's the word. Funny enough, the podcast with three white guys though is not going to talk about the culture appropriation stuff that's going on. All that conversation, <laughs> we're going to leave that at the front door, and we're just going to talk about how sick it would be to have Bruno Mars in a band. Yeah, I don't know about you guys. Like, Bruno Mars had my heart just like he did all like the fucking high school sweethearts out there, man. Well, the thing is too is like they have very. You should check it in. Hey, shout out the Hockey Podcast Network. Pretty cool thing. Just saying. <laughs> They had a uh, what's it called Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars. I'm surprised they haven't done this earlier because they like if you break it down, they have a pretty similar vibe. Like as I, far as like the music composition goes and the kind of sounds that they enjoy using, the instruments that they like using, like it's very it's pretty similar. Yeah, confession, I actually haven't listened to Anderson Pack like intentionally before. Like he's come on in playlists and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm I'm just an all about like uh, I'm I'm an all in Bruno Mars kind of guy. That's what, fair, like, understandable. I'm I'm what are some songs that. There, none of his songs make me cry, but all of them make me feel like I'm about to find first love if I'm single. Like I remember being single <laughs> and thinking, like, "Oh man, I feel like I'm in love." Bruno Mars. Yeah. So, what was the fuck? What was the first like big Bruno Mars song? Just the way you a, are. No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> oh, the lazy song, wasn't it? Yeah. No, hold on. Yeah. It was I ain't doing anything song. today. I definitely threw that on this time last year. Fuck March. Oh, I'll try and figure it out. Give me a second here. Yeah, no, that's okay. While you're looking that up, I'll, I'll throw a quick honorable mention into the segment. There was... Millionaire. Mil- fucking millionaire. Remember that billionaire? one? Millionaire? Millionaire. Huh? Billionaire. Fu- million- billionaire? Billionaire. Billionaire, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I typed in I typed in millionaire and I was like, millionaire. No, it was with uh, Travi McCoy and Bruno Mars, but that was fucking ages ago, dude. Yeah. Like, that Seriously, was... Though. I love that song. 2010? Solid, solid song. Dude, yeah. Honorable, me- honorable mention for this category, real quick, before we go back to Bruno Mars. Uh, there was a mask burning party, I think, in Idaho, and this kind of relates back to our goats and votes of states. Uh, fuck Idaho, basically, I think, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, oh, Idaho is there. Idaho is up, Idaho. Idaho is up there with fucking merit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Idaho, the merit of America. Mm-hmm. It's an entire state. That's so I was actually going to ask Raph this because I, for some reason, I think I had a dream about it this past week. And I asked the same thing of Elijah last week when I'm like, hey, would you live in Fargo for one year for a million dollars? Before you no, answer that question, no there's phone. no fucking way you can pay me enough. <laughs> Raph, come on. I no. give you a million dollars and you won't live in merit for a year? For a Come year? On. Come, Come on, on dude. Man. Have you heard about the, the eligible bachelorettes and merit, Raph? But you're unplugged. Like, you're unplugged. Like See, no... that's the biggest thing, is that I'd be unplugged. Because honestly, I would fucking do it if I wouldn't leave my room. Because I do that normally. So dude, it's Shane's just like... P- Shane's pissed off you hate merit, too, by the way. Shane, every single time I drive through merit, I don't know what it is. I just have this, like, uncontrollable hatred towards the fucking place. Like, <laughs> I'm sure it's great. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with merit. I just don't like merit. I, I think it's because you know that means you're only halfway to where you're going. Like Merritt's kind of knows like the halfway point. And you're like you're probably so grumpy at that point. You're like, but fuck, that's I'm not the there thing. Yet. It's not even- no chance, dude. When we were driving to fucking Calgary, Merritt's like a stone's throw away. It's right there. Uh, from where? Yeah. From from, no, like yeah, from yeah, Vancouver Merit- when you're driving to Calgary. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's not like fucking right true. there. Yeah, dude, dude. When we're in fucking salmon arm, let me know because that's the halfway point. <laughs> salmon arm. Salmon, salmon, salmon arm. Also a dump. Sorry. <laughs> no, salmon arm is nice, dude. Like, don't you remember brought... what happened? Don't you remember what happened when we were at salmon arm? What? What? What you, happened? me, and Bailey were at the A and W, and we saw that guy fucking dorting that trucker or whatever, or something like that. And it was like the oh, weird man. people that got in the car and they drove off. And yeah, <laughs> we were just like sitting there watching it. Oh yeah, they we were doing what to a truck? We witnessed just... a hit and run, and we didn't yeah. do anything about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just inside the A and W, we're like, oh, that's shitty. Solid boy. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's that's and... the being in a town you don't know about effect. You're like, fuck, I don't want to get shot. I don't know who he is. And like, you're just and like, we're all like laughing. Like, <laughs> Good thing that's not us. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Josh's car is like a car over in the other stall. We're like, all right, that was close. <laughs> Dodge that fucking bullet. Uh, was that with that that old red red car though? No, that was with. The no, 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 it was a Mazda. Oh, yeah. no, I was gonna say at that point you kind of want them to hit the car, don't you? No, no dude. The only dude, the only time I drove that thing to Calgary was me and Jordo going to Stampede. Oh, yeah, I think we really made it up the Coke. Oh my god, dude! Like me and Jordan are just fucking ripping in that thing as fast as that go like we're going up we're so you're going, going up, 50 dude we're going up, <laughs> we're going up the grade we're going up the coke and we're boys i'm not even Josh is just like, redlining it up the fucking... <laughs> like, like under 80 kilometers an hour up the coke <laughs> semis are just flying by you you're like all right yeah. cool <laughs> people with their hazards lights are passing you're like see you dude dude the cherry popper did me well boys it did <laughs> that thing is a legendary car <laughs> fucking legendary uh boys is that it i think is that's that it got? i think that Fuck. might be it that's episode 26 stick and rank podcast i want to say we're coming back on tuesday i want to say that can i say that what do you I think don't know, dude. say what you want to say i mean the world is your oyster good i good think we're coming back on say what you- <laughs> <laughs> all right let's just have a joshism with it We'll come on Tuesday. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> One last comment before we go. Jordan, Willie the Wave. Had the hazard lights down <laughs> up there. Yeah, nonstop. That's a tough look. That's Dude, a Willie very wave, tough look. Man. <laughs> All right, guys. That's episode 26. So as we said before, um, thank you for joining our live stream. If you did, uh, we're going to be doing a lot more of these. So stay tuned on some more with that. Got a lot of exciting stuff coming your way. Um as for segments, like we said, we're doing a new segment every mm-hmm. Sunday, I think it is. So next week, we'll have another new segment for you guys. And then at the end, I th- we didn't mention this, but at the end of all that, we're going to kind of choose a couple segments to stick with us. So give us your feedback, how you think they went, all that stuff. Uh, snaps and claps from Tisha. Thank you very much. And uh, for those also watching the live stream, we do have our interview with Alex Kanek leapert on the actual episode coming out tomorrow. And with, thank you, Tara another viewer. Um, it, even if you're not a sports fan, I would definitely check this out. He's a 20 year old guy who's looking to kind of get into pro hockey after this. So <laughs> we're not doing this. I set a bad precedent for that. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that guys, everyone, <laughs> hopefully we'll see you guys again soon. All right, everybody have a good fucking night. Bye guys. Oh, harder, baby.